seen more stuff so so that you know how to cut the cut the the stuff out yourself a little bit better yeah. now than you used to um and for like a brown belt or a black belt or whatever that's what i mean it's like it's able for me like we're talking about you have enough data points from from the you, seminar yeah. that we were um most of what we went over this month is from the john jock seminar that we had we went to down in, there in, in jacksonville, jacksonville. like yeah. just some stuff that i really really was like wow that's not exactly what i always thought was happening and maybe I was looking at it wrong or maybe, you know, I don't know how to say the answer to the thing is like, but the, and that's why you got to go to play places where somebody's just better than you. Um, you just see, it's like, man, that's how it's done. Well, it's like, it's like we talked this morning and I don't know if it's on this show, but I've had this conversation a couple of times where guys have talked about the fact that like he, he talked for all of like seven minutes, mm-hmm. but it was an hour and a half of just eureka moments throughout the room and that's, from like a seven minute speech. And, and you're like, both wow. times I've been to seminars that he's done, it was the same way. And it was different at least. So see, this is the thing kind of like the second one that like we were at the, the one, the first one was the same way. And so maybe he said 42 other things that were just as crazy, but the two things that I caught on to early I couldn't, I, my brain was just melted because I was just like, wait a second, that's not at all true, right? No. <laughs> How do you, no, that's not right. You know, and then you had the opportunity to ask him and he'll come to you and sit down and, and show me, you know, feel, you know, whatever it is. And then he's like, yeah, what about this? And it's, wow, everybody, look at this. This is what you do right here. And it's just like, no, you can't just do it like that with everybody. And he's and like, oh, yeah, you come here. You know, problem it's not, solved. Yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay. which is what maybe I just is, do this right? then yeah. instead. And it's like, what do you like to do? It's, it's like so. But the thing is, is like there were just some things that was like the the order. And, and Taylor likes this is now I'll use this term like the order of operation, like the the correct way that things kind of string together. Right. You can you can do them in any order sometimes. Right. That's the thing. You can be one, two, three or two one three sometimes and it still kind of fits and works and it's still the thing but you have to have like checkpoints along the way of certain things and that's where you know where to go right and so when you see this thing this is typically where you want to go when you see this thing this is typically where you want to go and so then like from from an offensive i think it's easier to learn from an offensive standpoint how to do offense obviously right but if you know how to use defense, you learn offense at the same time. But I think defense, if you think about learning defense, it becomes a little more boring to people. If you start from a defensive standpoint, is which is like start. Well, just if, if, if it's just defense, 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 it gets kind of like stalling out and boring and not so much fun or whatever. So people want to kind of attack and exchange positions and yeah. different things like that. But you're not dying. But you're not dying, and that's actually yeah. the right thing, right? right. And so, right. like, you know, for certain what things, what are we doing here? For, yeah. cer- for certain yeah. things, it's like, man, I'm ready to get in here, and I'm gonna like, I'm gonna get to my rubber guard today and get some reps on my rubber guard while I'm rolling, <clears throat> and then literally nobody lets you get to rubber guard. That actually answers part of my question last, or maybe it was this morning when I was saying, like, what do I do if he's just not playing the game? Well, if he's not playing the game, then he's not beating you up. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I said. Like, okay. And so I've been teaching uh, like wall stuff to the kids classes this week, and um, to one of the fundamentals right, classes as well. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and testing it out for the, for the next mid south that we'll be figuring out once once it cools down a little bit. Man, I just ain't trying to be all hot, hot on top nasty. of each other right now. <laughs> yeah, man, it just ain't the move right now. So probably later in the year. 
Um, is the air on? Sounds like that's it. what it is. Okay, yeah. so sorry I'll if, y'all, if y'all hear some noise, it's, it's there. It's whatever. Yeah. I just I heard the difference. Um, what was I saying? You're talking about the kids and the wall work. Oh yeah, so teaching them how to use the wall to stand up and like as a defensive tool and, and stuff like that's been interesting because it's a different like aspect of of the of the martial arts or whatever that people don't always think about, and I think in in a lot of a uh, real <clears throat> Excuse me. In a lot of like self defense ish situations, especially maybe the kids find themselves in, they're probably in a hallway. They may be like in a bathroom or a classroom or, you know, stuff like that a lot of times where it, there's a lot of walls and different things like that that are around. An environment that plays into the. Into that yeah. aspect of knowing how to use it, you know, offensively and defensively, you know. Uh, sorry. And so talking about just learning things from the defensive standpoint. If the person's not using offense well, you don't need much defense. You can become offensive because you don't just get, oh yeah. just with a little bit of defense based on like their lack of next. So so there's oh because they can't the, go to the next step. They don't. So that's how. Yeah. So it takes it takes one to to beat, and that's why I say that about your teammates and needing your teammates to to level up, you know, along the way and how to tell each other, like, you know, you're not competition with each other in that way. Like, you do want to be beating each other. You want to best each other. But, like, I don't know, like a rap what, group or something what like is, that. Yeah, I was going to say, what, is, <laughs> what, is, what does the healthy version of that look like in a gym? Because, like you said, Battle, like, man. You, you, you you try to get better up. And, I mean, you yeah. got your two homies coming in this weekend. Yeah, like, you'll y'all see. Y'all come through this Saturday. You'll see what it's like <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Probably see your boy, get, throw down a see your boy get served up because July 24th, Josh Hopper's going to get served up. So I'm going to get these reps in. I'm paying a lot of money to fly in these two hitters to get some work so I can be ready for Nashville, baby. South Georgia Championships, black belts going at it because we don't, won't care. We ain't scared. It's going to be on YouTube. So I think it's going to be Nate Kaysen who's streaming at the homie who helps us out with the Mid-South stuff. So nice. shouts out to Big Nate uh, spreading the love. The love. <clears throat> and my homie Jay Edwards is doing it. Uh, I know we got several other people that are uh, students that have like sent their name in for it, but <laughs> a funny thing, uh, sorry, we're just jumping all over the place like we do, but Travis Parks, he, uh, he okay, yeah, y'all's Travis, yeah, my guy, he, uh, he did the rush cup or whatever and, and he lost to a guy and he was like, oh, I saw that guy on the last card. You think I can get a rematch with him or whatever <laughs> on the next one? I was like, oh, I bet you can. I bet you can. And I was like, so now we're sending out call outs on stuff. It's just, <laughs> you know, just respectfully or whatever. It's like, hey, man, my guy got armbarred by this I guy. I said with all due respect. You know, he, my, he knows who Travis is yeah. or whatever. There's no, like, no disagreement on what happened. But Travis is like, I just want to see if I can beat him. I want to run you know? it back. Yeah. And I was like, for real? Okay. Let's do it. Let's go. You know, so that's fun. We got a couple other people. Um, Alyssa, hopefully, uh, Taylor, Wills. Both sending their names. Hopefully, other people, maybe Garrett. I don't know. Be fun. Be fun if other people are doing it. Because uh, it's the South Georgia Championships, right? We gotta, we gotta have that. That's gotta be ours. I feel like. Um, so yeah, Josh. Sorry about your luck. I'm bringing in my boys to come get some work, and that's what you do, man. You go out there, and you, you and like we've talked about with Gabe. You know, it wasn't always like such a physical battle all the time. It was like a mental thing. Is that because he's a nerd? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Who could nerd out harder on on and, each one? Yeah. And he had me sometimes, you know. And I didn't like that. I didn't. I didn't like that he had information I didn't have sometimes when we would go into some some stuff. And I was like, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I, I you know, 
brush up on everything I need to brush up on too. Um, Cause you know, again, it's information a lot of times. And then Sloan, as he got more information, obviously, but he was still growing into being just like a beast or whatever. We were the hard rounds that, that the other person needed to know what it's like when somebody else is just not going to play the get, you know, your game. When his dad, like I, I didn't, I knew he had come up around it, but his dad, I saw him post the other day. looked like his dad was a stud too. Oh yeah. He's pretty but, stout. Uh, <laughs> met him a couple of times, but, uh, Mr. Jeff, I'm pretty sure that's his yeah. name. Uh, that looks like a Mr. Jeff. That's yeah. a Mr. Jeff ta- like mustache. <laughs> he's, he's a man. That's a and, Jeff. And so, like, <laughs> you know, that's his son. You yeah. Know? And so they had mats in their barn or, you know, like yeah, 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 in, yeah. The, yeah. in the back and, like, heavy bags and stuff. And so they were, like you did, you know, back in the day, nobody had stuff around there. So they had mats and his buddies would come over there and they would, I mean, and his dad's buddies or whatever would come over there and they'd grapple and fight or whatever and train. And uh, Sloan was just there for it. Yeah. He grew up being a teenager in it and just was doing it with those adults the whole time. And Bro, just those dudes turn out rough and rugged, yeah, right? And yeah. raw and just like tough and just no quit. You're not going to hurt their feelings. No, ever. <laughs> like he, he, he did, you know, yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's what he brought to the table, even like from the beginning when he got out there. But he had little informal training or little formal, formal training. training yeah. So as he started getting better at the things he already kind of did and then added more information to it around that stuff. He started becoming like a really technical yeah. battle, but that was also, that's it. Like it was a very physical one, but it was still very mentally stimulating. Cause we could spend three minutes in one, like edge of the cliff kind of moment several times where if I messed up, he was going to arm bar me and probably tap me. Or if he messed up, I was about to get him in my head and arm or something like that, and yeah. he was not going to get away. Yeah. Uh, or the, if anybody gave it their back, it was going across the face, you know, because that was just what was coming. Uh, that's what you got, you know, when you were going out there competing, you know. So yeah. it was just like we're going to go for it and just tap, you know, if you if you want to. But we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a lot of guys like that, but he's just one of the ones. Since, since the three of us, we, we kind of met <laughs> – we, had, we named ourselves the Thunderous Three. It was just like a joke that we had because uh, we were running the, the place basically day to day. You know, like Boogie the was... The Thunderous Three? The Thunderous Three, baby. That's amazing. Running the game. Hey, we're doing it. There's, there's all kind of podcasts out there with the three of us talking trash about Wait, there's recordings of the oh, Thunderous oh, the, Three? Oh, the early, early dream show. Oh, my show. gosh. Look back in the archives, baby. It's mostly on the audio version. There is no, there's no video of them. Zach uh, Carey, I have an assignment for you this weekend. Oh, we out here. Uh, <laughs> this is early, early Stephen getting on the podcast thing, too, like talking into my phone with the little microphone thing plugged yes. into the bottom. We're all sitting in the office at 10th Planet San Diego. The people, uh, the people don't know. You've been out on this game for a minute. Yeah, man. Mandy bought me the little microphone thing on the bottom. Uh, at the She asked Brandon, who was doing podcasts, what would you guys you know, use to make Stephen do it because he needs to – he keeps talking about it, and he's not going to be about it. So right. I'm going to make him like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's do it. Yeah, hey, that's hey. what she is, though. She's yeah. always been that way, despite sometimes me not wanting to do what she wants me to do. Like she's the one that like got the the microphone, on, and I was like, I guess I might as well, well use it now. It, right? Yeah, There's yeah. no reason to not like. It feels like the the challenge has been thrown down. Right, so now right. I got to go out here and try to represent. And so, a lot of it's just like a early like diary. I guess, or something like that of my thoughts or whatever. I mean, just I would go in in the morning before, because I, I opened the school. And so i go in before anybody would get there. And it'd be like the way I would wake up. I'd be drinking my coffee or whatever. And I just, you know. This so is what, what started the, like, what what made you name it the dream? Or is that just kind of what you already had? In so mind? in when I lived in Macon last, uh, 
when I was a purple belt and still fighting and everything, we were trying to get over. Like, I was trying to get over. So I was thinking of, like, I was working the gimmicks now. Just trying. That's when I first started really, like, leaning into the gimmicks because I, I didn't, I couldn't get over being just, like, straight up fighter guy that was not playing a role or whatever. Right. And so I didn't want to be, like, a disrespectful guy, though. And so you didn't want to come in there talking trash about somebody's family and like trying yeah, to get or, them or like even just, them yeah, really even in a them, bad way. Yeah, right? Like, like not, dogging nothing them. personal about them, but just right. like, you know, I liked, I liked having to be like, Oh, he's the worst. Right. Yeah, I yeah. like cutting promos. You know, that's always been fun. And, and being my body type, the dusty Rose character, the American dream character was an easy one to kind of lean into. And it kind of worked a little bit. And so I was like, all right, that's it. I'm going to go with it. So we made some shirts and stuff and like hashtagging, don't stop believing and stuff like that. Just, you know, running the gimmick down. And that's kind of how it started. And then I'm just not that creative. So I just kind of stayed with it after it kind of picked up. And now that's, that's, that's where we're going with a lot of it because it did work on. So that's said the original idea is it does work on so many levels, especially like if you look back in it in a historical context. From, yeah. You know, from like a, from the Dusty Rose context and stuff like that, it works. Uh, so I went that way, you know, and leaned into it pretty heavy. So that's where it started. And so we're doing the podcast. We're all working out these ideas together, running a business. Basically, you know, we have bosses that are telling us stuff, doing meetings. We're not the only ones, right? But we're like, no, we're kind of learning how to run the thing by watching. We were the workers. Yeah. yeah. Like they, like, we, not, not like we were running the show, dog. But we were like, we were there all day running it. And so y'all were paying attention to how the show was run. Right. That's how I learned how to do most of the, all the business stuff I really know. That'd be my part. advice to so, anybody who's young doing like that kind of work where you're the worker underneath somebody who's really like somebody who's trying, made it. Yeah. So, like, look at how, what they're doing. Look around and look at what they're asking you to do because you're going to have to ask somebody to do it eventually it's, too. It's, it's a little bit rough sometimes too. And then things got to go a certain way. And, and that's conversations that had to be had and different things like that too. And so that's what I said. Thankfully, we had each other to talk to you about the problems with work, the problems with jujitsu, the problems with relationship stuff or whatever. Balance and all you know? that, yeah. And, and like, I, I I guess I realized it sort of then, but I still felt more like peers with those guys, but I'm a lot older than they are. Uh, so I was like a that same, like, experienced voice for them. Uh, and Gabe was always, like, Gabe. Like, he wasn't like out there trying to like be fighting and stuff like that. So like we didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff with him, but with Sloan or whatever, Sloan reminded me a lot of a young me. Yeah. And it's like, man, you got to temper some of this stuff. Like just go ahead and like just drop part of this. You got to let part of this go. Don't break but yourself don't in the process. It, don't lose yeah. it all now. Don't like, don't, don't, you can't not be you. There's something good but, about that other part. Yeah. yeah. Like don't break everything. Like don't fight everything. Like you got, just cause it makes you mad. You don't have to go like break it. Uh, I like that energy though. So I, I would I used it I needed it because I was coming towards the end of my career and having kids and I was getting older you know and stuff like that and so being back around those guys who were hungry and wanting it really bad it, it energized me every day I was like because oh, I wanted it just as bad. There's something to that in your jujitsu journey too is being around the people that are like going for the same goals. I chase them down, man. Yeah, I have to chase them. Like yeah. you know, if you want it, you got to go get it, and it's not about being unloyal or whatever right. it is you know what i mean sometimes you just got to go get it and and if it's not where you are you got to go find it um and so i've just been looking for inspiration the whole time i guess 
you know, I left and went to California the first time just because. It's what you were supposed to do. That's where everything was at. Everybody's like, oh, everything's on TV. you want to make it in the fight game, yeah. you got to go yeah. out there. You got to go even, out west. But before that, even like on TV oh, as a kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, Hollywood. If you want to make it, yeah. yeah. If you yeah. want to make it, that's where it's at somehow, some way, right? So that was that was it. And then. How weird was it when you were living out there? I've noticed this when I go out there, like when you meet the people that are uh, the, like out there, it's a different style of that because like there, there's that allure of like, there's all this opportunity, but everyone there is there for that opportunity. So like your waiter is actually wanting to be an actor or you're like, you get what I'm saying? Like not mm-hmm. everybody, like it's been weird to me when I've been out there, but I've never spent an extended amount of time. You live there. Like what, y'all were there. What? Two years. Well, so years? we lived there for about five in San Diego for five, five years. Okay. Yeah. And I think so I was, like a long time. Yeah. And I was out in, uh, the first time I was in San Bernardino for two and a half or three years, I think somewhere around there. I have to look back and do the math. Uh, and so the first time, this is what I'm saying. So the first time I left, man, I was just ignorant to everything. Literally had never left home. Like we threw a satchel over your shoulder, whatever, just whatever out. I could yeah. have, I took with me and by hook or crook was going to make it somehow, some way. Uh, and so th- I, I think the story of all that stuff is though, is like, you know, I never got the leading role. Or whatever, if, as far as like being an actor, I never made it to the UFC. If you want to look at like the, right the the trajectory. what you're trying so, to make it to, yeah. So look at if you look at it that way, then probably yeah, you know, it was unsuccessful in in part of it, you know. But I think the people who stick it out and keep hustling, they figure out their lane, and they find a way to make it in the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can be attached to it, around it, and in it, and influence it, and a part of it in a big way. It's just going to take a lot of time for your role to develop itself in a, in a meaningful part. You know, you're just, you're just not the main character. You know? Uh, I'm the one main character in my own life. You know what I mean? But, like, right. in, in the grand scheme of, like, the MMA world, I never, I never really got over. And part of it was because I wasn't really into promotion. Part of it was because... I probably wasn't that great of a fighter. It was more of like a a hard, tough fight for everybody that was just going to make it hard and rough for you. So it wasn't always exciting. It was slow because it had to be sometimes because those guys were too strong, too fast. So I need to, you know, to make it that way. Uh, So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, no excuses about it or whatever. So learning that, though, I think I realized it early on because I didn't start until I was like 25 or 6. So in my mind, it was like, all right, man, reality says you're probably not going to make it that far anyway yeah so what are what was i doing i was just trying to be anything except for what i was before and i was kind of thinking about this anyway a little bit uh recently you know it's because setting out on this goal or for these goals you have like for yourself or for for your your jiu-jitsu or if you're in mma or whatever that is man it's a long turn like it's a long game and, and what you want is way, way on the other side of where you are, especially if you're starting. And it's hard to quantify the amount of sacrifices you're going to have to make and what sacrifices you're going to have to make and how you're going to have to figure it out as things change throughout your, your career, 
of whatever you're doing. And that's the hardest part to explain to a new person who's all excited and super gung-ho and ready to just take on the world and fight, fight, fight. It ain't going to be free. Crush it, whatever, yeah. boom, boom. It's like, there, yeah, there's a tax, man. There's a tax to I it. can't tell you what it's going to cost you, but it's going to cost you. Nothing's free. Yeah. Nothing's free. And so, like, paying dues as far as to the gym or whatever or paying percentages to your coach or whatever that ends up being, that's not even what I'm talking about no, as far no, as no, money. No, no, no. Yeah. Money's the, the lowest thing that you'll pay uh, and, and sacrifice. It's the biggest part maybe as far as what normal people see is you'll sacrifice a lot of the money stuff uh, to try to get to where you want to be. But uh, it's a long term, man. It's a super yeah. long term. You look at anybody who's at the top. How long have you been doing this, man? Eight to ten years, at least, usually. It's yeah, rarely four least. to five years, no, or yeah. rarely, you know, super fast as somebody just on the scene. Maybe it seems like it's If fast. they did it four to five years, usually they spent a lifetime of something else athletically that got something them to that Something that point. crosses yeah. over, right? Yeah. So there's a real, there's a realness to that, to that part of it, you know? And so I, I kind of always saw that self, that, that part of it for myself, rather, is that, the long curve here says I probably won't make it, but then as I started getting better, it started looking like maybe I could with the the landscape of heavyweights and the way that the the heavyweight division stacked out, uh, you know. But age and a couple injuries and a couple inconvenient losses or whatever really just you know like I said it just didn't allow it. But I took that every time as as like notes. As like, this is what I'm going to do better next time as far as like a fighter. But then I was also taking notes on like my corner men and my coaches and my friends and Mandy and everything around me as to how, what was it doing for me and, and against me? And was I being good to that part of my life if I needed it? You know, different things yeah. like that always. But always looking at it with that coach's mindset of like, what is the lesson here? Is this a technical lesson? Is this emotional lesson? Is this a, pre pre you know, did I, preparedness? Did I, did I you not know? prepare enough yeah. or did I? Or yeah. did I get too confident? That's another part of, you know, like, because sometimes preparation, not preparing is overconfidence. And sometimes it's underconfidence, you know, and it could be both. You know, you, you, you start getting stage fright or you just think the other person doesn't have the game for you and you're just going to be able to handle it. And then they come out there and surprise you. You know, you didn't do the the pregame work and it, and it costs you and it ends up costing you forever though. Like you and sometimes you get too comfortable and like the intensity surprises you. Like you're, you're too yeah. confident and then like it's over the intensity. Of well, what there, you walk I into. fought a guy that I'd sparred and trained with on, on a few occasions. So and, you expected that. Well, and yeah, cause that, cause like at a, at a sparring level, I was just more technical. I was way better at a sparring level. Uh, because we were both keeping it cool. Neither one of us was going out, like out of pocket on each other. It was a really good training session. Like I liked him. It wasn't a fight that was like we'd get this guy. It was just like, yeah, hey, yeah. let's get paid. Let's go get. You know, it. We'll let's go put cool. on we'll a show. Be cool. yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, but he he shocked me because he was throwing like way different style of strikes that he hadn't really thrown in sparring. Caution because, to the wind because he had to open, and he knew the consequences of making those other kinds of mistakes. That Keep were you on your heels. Exactly. If he lets me stay where I want to be, he's going to get ate up. But the few times that he had done best in the training was when he got overwhelmed. The, when, when I was in a couple yeah, spots. Because yeah, yeah. when you go to spaces, you do specific training sometimes, too. It's not just going in and fighting each other. Like, you get positional rounds. Like, you'll start me against the wall with my back against the wall or on the ground, you know. And it's like, 
how is he there? It's like, you know, well, I'm better when you're on the ground, but yeah, it sucks when I'm on my back, but don't tell anybody, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you, you do teach you think people more of stuff, that. You do know? you think more of that in train in like MMA training is a way to like give a little bit more of the like longevity viewpoint, like doing more of that positional type stuff instead of just coming in oh, like every couple of days. Like, I, think, I think that's <laughs> one of the best things overall anyway. Yeah. If you're doing just jujitsu anybody, or anything, yeah. cause those little micro drills, or micro fights are really what makes it that moment when you're about to sweep them or about to get past or whatever it is. The next thing is what's going to make or break the whole role. So you start so, building those series. Oh, yeah. you got away. Okay. Can't let him get away. Oh, got away again anyway. Dang. Okay. Oh, but he puts his head over here when he gets away so I can make him go that way. Right. Ah. And so that's, that's what I mean too, is like in some of the fights or whatever, some of it was a clear, like right here should have just gotten an underhook gotten up whatever and it would have changed the whole aspect of the fight but instead tried to do something dumb stay down on my back rode out the rest of the round lost that round yeah ended up losing a split decision where i should have wrestled up and probably wouldn't have lost that round yeah literally all i had to do was wrestle up one time and wouldn't have lost a whole fight Lo losing one, in it, yeah. one five second exchange where time was kind of running low enough that it wasn't really that big of a deal uh -huh. except a defeat. And that's why I say sometimes it's like, it's not necessarily that you're quitting, just, but it's that you're giving away something that you yeah. shouldn't sometimes, you know, and those lessons are only learned maybe the hard way. I think for some until then, well, cause until then it's just hypothetical. And so you mm. don't need it until you so need it. So do you really know it? Unless you've learned you it don't the hard know way. It. You yeah. really don't know it unless you've experienced it. You're just it. repeating it. You're just, you're, you're, you know, repeating a lesson that someone else has taught. And it doesn't necessarily make it not true. But you don't know that mm, until you've played that, that lesson, scenario out. All right, now I'm getting off in the weeds here. Let's so, go. Let's go. We so, live in the weeds. So does that let, does That's that. That's how I got here. Does it lessen the value of something if somebody has that lesson and they understand it from the instruction standpoint? So say, say this dude can't or lady or whoever like person that this person cannot execute this necessarily mm -hmm. but they've understand the intricacies they understand everything they've learned it and they can convey it does it lessen it that they can't do it probably only to their self you know i think teachers can teach that's kind of what we're talking about i think last time we were in studio uh, teachers can teach you things that they've never done because they understand the mechanics of how it works. They can do it on a smaller scale maybe, but they can't do it on the most grand scale. So I can teach you how to do it, and maybe you can do it better than I ever. Like I said. Maybe you have the better athleticism. Maybe you have the you better. You have yeah. more tools than I did. You're younger, so now instead of me only having about seven or eight really strong years, maybe you got about 10 or 12 really strong good years. And if we can mitigate some of these problems that I learned, you can get about, you know, 14 or 15 good strong years in and that's definitely going to be enough time to make it way past where I was at least only on time you know just through effort alone this that's how I've gotten here it's like all the stuff started literally like I just said earlier and I fought and lost and fought and won and fought and moved and so like the only reason we were going back to, to California the second time is because when we were up here in Macon trying to get over I had some mixed results, and it wasn't anybody's fault, really, but my own. Um, you know, and so I was just a little disillusioned at the time, frustrated with life, you know, had a new baby, hurt my knee, could barely walk around and take care of him. So just basically in the floor for most of the day, five or six months, just crawling around, laying around with him, playing, listening to music or whatever on one leg. Uh, 
And so then for me, like, I guess I had always been talking to her about wanting to be back in California. Like I, I did want to go back to, to, cause I, I felt like I had a lot of unfinished business. Mm. I felt like I could have done more. I just ran out of money and opportunity at the time that I was there. But you felt like you still had gas in the tank, still had time. I was better, man. Yeah. And I you still had more wanted information. It, and I wanted it worse than I did the, the first time. You had a reason. Well, because now it was like, I got this baby. I got a wife that's like doing good stuff. But I'm just kind of a stay-at-home father, which is great, you know, that I'm able to do this. But, man, what am I going to what am I gonna be able to do, you know, for myself or whatever? How am I going to be me without being able to do, you know, great things like this or whatever? You know, he needs to see me being myself in all these great ways or whatever and stuff like that. So, so like, carrying a lot of that kind of... It was heavy, you know. It was, it was a heavy thing. Uh, are you trying to say something? Mm. No, okay. Look, you're trying to say something. But, but going through all that stuff, I guess I had mentioned to her through the years, obviously, that I wanted to go back, and so that's when the opportunity for her to get promoted to San Diego came up. And while I was hurt, it came up, and and, and so she needed to get another pass a class at college or whatever to <laughs> to get it because she was one course down or whatever. And it was like, all right, it can't be that hard. You know, you, you'll for sure be able to, like, pass this one class or whatever. But it ended up being pretty tough for her. And she did pass it, but just, like, it was super scary because it was bunch hard. Of, yeah. Bunch of work. Yeah. It was hard for her because she was working full and overtime. Two you kids. Know, which yeah. one. Just one at that point. Or just one, Thomas. One, but just basically Thomas. two because I was there what? triple. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, but, dude, it was a big shift. Like, and it's funny to think about it. Not haha, but, like, right before I got hurt. I meal prepped every day or for a couple of days out at a time. Yeah. I was like, that's when I was at 205. Yeah. I was walking around at like 210, something like that. Cause I, I had all day Lean to do stuff or whatever. Way. I was taking care of myself. I was barely working except for what I needed to, to get by. So like you were probably so, also like around the house and things. You were yeah. probably a lot more helpful. So, yeah. A whole, a whole bunch legs. of stuff. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> and so then just nothing, you know, yeah. for, for a while. And so then that opportunity came up and it was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Like I we I need to get out of here again. I feel like I felt the same way that I was starting to feel previously before you had left. Yeah, and yeah. so it was just like I felt like getting back out there again. No team is going to be the same opportunity to go out there and like rebuild with no no like preconceived. Was this before? This was before you had met Boogie, right? Or yeah, before yeah, you yeah, were oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 knew nothing really about him. Probably had heard some that, stuff yeah. about him on the Joe Rogan podcast or whatever yeah. at that point i think but not really knew anything much about who he was and had never met him for sure uh so that's it when we got to san diego i was just like man i want to keep training in the gi too i guess and like do it in mma you get better blah, at blah, blah, blah. In the gi, yeah, right? yeah yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying you know just do whatever and fight i wanted to keep fighting i needed this is my opportunity to get out there with one of those major teams hopefully and and finally get over you know, because, man, I've worked hard, and I'm going to continue to work hard, et cetera, et cetera. I'm out here in the spot. Mm. I'm going to get it. Like, my opportunity is going to come, right? It's the same thing. It's just going to it's gonna eventually work out is what I kept saying. And then, for whatever reason, only got one fight the whole time I was there. Because uh, part of the time I, I, I was trying to find the team, tried a couple teams that didn't. Didn't jive? Yeah, like a couple of the guys were – cool at first and then once i started getting better they weren't as cool anymore because like i can't i went out there just completely injured with no 
Like I had just gotten cleared when we moved. So I was like not even back training at all. My yeah. first training session was in another gym with a bunch of strangers. Never like nothing. Uh, so I was, which in the MMA world, it's kind of scary. I was terrible. Yeah. Uh, so I was taking it really easy too, you know? And so, you know how that is when somebody new comes into your space and they tell you who they are, what they're doing and they can't do shit. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, this guy, whatever. And they're and so, always banged up. They're always uh-huh. like, oh, I got this thing. But I was and, though. Yeah. You but know, you were, was it's legit. Couple, and they didn't know me though. And they didn't care in a couple yeah. of those places. And so one of the spots, Jiu-Jitsu only, uh, once I started like serving up some of his best guys and they were all like his homegrown, like top dudes that were brown belts, about to get their black belts or whatever. He treated me different. And so I was just like, all right, all right, you know, I guess I'll try somewhere else. And that's, you know, I'm not gonna say, I guess went to another really good gym that had a really powerhouse MMA team and a really, really good jujitsu coach that was Gia Nogi, ADCC guy. And I was like, all right, this is dope. I fell in love with this. This is jiu- the spot. Fell in love with the jujitsu there. The MMA was whatever. For me, I didn't really enjoy it that much. And then they just didn't enjoy Thomas being there when I was training. So that was the only reason I didn't really stay there. Like, I got invited over to Boogies to train or to San Diego to train MMA with a guy. And that's how I met them all. Just somebody happened to invite me over there to spar. That seemed to work out. When I went, other people had kids there during the training session. And I was like, Mm, a little okay. more of a vibe. Let's see what happens now. Where if they, you know, if they, you know, and so I would bring him food and snacks or whatever, and like literally that's how it all started, man. Is because somebody was like helping me out. Yeah, they cared. And Manolo, Manolo Hernandez, my guy, can't thank him enough. He's the MMA coach out there. Uh, he's the one. He's the one that got me in the door and and got me over as far as that goes. And I remember, you know, he was talking to Bill, the owner. He's like, "This is Stephen Aiken, whatever, blah blah blah." He's here from wherever, wherever. Uh, he wants to be on the team with us or whatever. What do you, what do you kind of think? And he was just like, "Oh, you know, cool, da da da. This is what you know. This is what it is." And I was like, "Deal." You know what I mean? So it was mostly still MMA based for me. It wasn't really all about the jujitsu. Like the just, I, I knew I was gonna get some fire jujitsu. I wasn't really worried about it, but I was mostly trying to fight. And I knew these guys were gonna have a really really good team. Right. And so with the boogie was still a part of that at that point too. So it was like it'll be fine. Uh, Especially now it's no gi. I didn't really think about this part that much until now. And it's like, like yeah, oh, no oh, gi. Like, oh, like, so yeah, when I got the opportunity, it's like this whole thing just really is like perfect now. Right. Uh, but so Manolo, he saw the the technique, I guess, and what I was saying versus what I was able to do against some people in the early like time. And that's, that's what got me over. And, and that's what got me back mostly, you know. And uh, I could fight. I could fight. And so anybody that could come in the room, anywhere they were at, didn't have a good round with me. I mean, they did sometimes, but it's, you know what I mean? It's not that they it just wasn't a fun yeah, time. Yeah, you know, it was They all, weren't like, woo, that was fun. <laughs> if you had one really good one, the next one was going to be a lot harder for you. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, you know, it was, yeah. and, and that's just right or wrong is just how it was, you know? And, and I had some really, really good good rounds with some really, really good people that were at a, at a world level. So that's what I'm saying. It was like, I, I proved to myself a lot of stuff, but it was still just the training room, you know, uh, only got the one fight just didn't quite work out that way, you know? And so like all of those things though, is like, well now when I talk to people or whatever, and if I'm going to negotiate stuff, I'm going to negotiate a lot harder for my guys. Yeah, I'm making yeah, sure yeah. that people are getting taken care of. I was going to say, of. did you I'm, learn some I'm, lessons I'm, in most that? Most of like, the stuff I've learned 
is how to protect your people from their self and from and from people that want to take advantage of From agreeing of them. to go do something yep. that somebody's going to take listen, advantage of you. You're going to do it. That's okay, but let's make sure that you're being protected and that there's different things in you're place. You're not just walking into a bear on, trap. Exactly, yeah. based on whatever the event is that certain things are taken care of before we go out there and just get thrown to the wolves and hurt in a bad way or just used in a way that's not appropriate. Uh, so, like, on the amateurs and stuff like that, I have I have a question on this because, uh, like, so when guys, you have this tendency of guys to just, like, show up off weight, all this type of stuff, and an amateur – you don't really have a whole lot of leverage because there's not a purse. There's not any money you can hit them on. But, like, are you one that believes of, like, no, if we agreed to make weight, like, I, I want you to try to make weight. And so, like, making guys, like, making guys go go back and go, no, go go try to make weight. Like, I mean, and as a sporting thing, for sure, 100%. It's, it's totally wrong to, to come yeah. in and not have tried to make the weight. Or if someone was going to have to fight us and they were way overweight or overweight enough, yeah, you want to make them push that effort out because I'd almost advise them. Some of my experiences, there were there were at least two of my experiences that I should have walked away. Oh, so that's what I'm saying. How big of the gap is it? What you know? What I should have, but I'm like, no, all right, we're, we're here. We're yeah. gonna fight, right? And so that's what happens to a lot of people is that they get put in that spot to where it's either a yes or a no. And they've already worked so hard. They probably got. Their, they'll be like, "This guy took this there, fight on twenty four hours." Cousins and, are. They yeah. done sold ten tickets or whatever. And to them, that's everything, though. I know. You yeah. know what I mean? They, yeah. Like you know, you're like, "Oh, it's only ten tickets, man." It's like, but to that person, that's everybody that everybody. they could possibly sell a ticket to. So they're just they're ready they're to putting do it their, for them. their like, thing on the that's line. Who it is man. This, this is, is why shot. they're here. Yeah, exactly. Because this is the, they're in that same mindset mm -hmm. that you're talking about. Like, yeah, I, I need to get over. It. I got to do it. You this know, is the guy I'm going to get over. on. I'm going to show everybody right here now. And I don't care if this guy's 10 pounds overweight. I'm going to show that I'm, but it's like, man, you just put yourself through you a weight. You just gave yourself a big cut. disadvantage like, yeah. by cutting the weight. And then now you're making yourself at another disadvantage by Because you were trying to be the professional. Right. And so that's not the move, you know, and I'm still on, on the fence with a lot of the amateur MMA stuff in general. Yeah. Uh, the way that it plays out is still either it's not really amateur MMA or guys have got to be getting taken care of somehow else. Like yeah. they got to figure out a rule to get them taken care There's of. There's got to be some sort of a structure or something. Because, I mean, it, I was having this conversation with some guys the other night is that, like, it's it's kind of everybody's fault. It's the promoter's fault. It's the fighter's fault. It's the way that we've allowed Listen, the commissions to get. The problem get, is like, a lot of us used to would just show up and fight anyway. Yeah. We, we conditioned it. This that way. was the point. Yeah. yeah. Is there wasn't about the other stuff. The other stuff came and it was like, oh. I guess there's rules. <laughs> and we can make money, so let's make money, you know. And then now it's a, a sporting event or whatever. And not that it was a really malicious or whatever, but, like, you can make money in the other stuff too, but it was really just about making the money and the fighting. Yeah. It wasn't about production value and et cetera, et cetera. We were, at at one point, we fight. were fighting in barns. I mean, we, yeah. I fought all over the place, man. We fought, like, <laughs> abandoned all over the place, units. man. Yeah. I fought all kinds of places and, like, took people to places, and it's like, I'll never do this again. You know, I'll never do this thing again yeah. this way. Yeah. Or I'll never work with this person again. Dude, no, I've had checks yeah. bounce to me for, for fights or whatever, and I'd work so hard and then not be paid back for months later. And then things that I had to pay be, like, set to collections or whatever because the person that was See, a promoter bounced me a check and there was nothing I could really do about it. And I feel like, and, like, I uh, this this may be on some people's, like, radar, but, like, it's... I feel like that the commissions claimed that they fixed all that and they haven't fixed any of it. Well, the thing was, I was a little bit naive. I wasn't well represented. Yeah, I didn't me either. And yeah. so 
I didn't know what the thing was except for that when I hit the promoter up and was like, hey, your check bounced, and so did uh, my rent check, my electric bill, and all these other things that I tried to pay immediately because they were already, like, you know, in trouble from this check. Uh, what what What's up, you know? And this is like, oh, you know, you got to give me, you know, a little bit of time or whatever. Uh, and it's like, okay, so should I reach out to the commission because they have, like, the bond or whatever? He's like, no, no, no don't do that because if you do that, it'll take – X amount of months or whatever to get it in reality. Cash yeah, it yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and I was just like, Oh, I didn't know it was such like a big process anyway. I guess I'll just be, you know, patient and wait it out a little bit. Just, you know, a naive guy trying to be cool to a promoter who I hope maybe give me another opportunity. But you're trying to, like you said, you you're know, trying to get over. You're, I you don't want to, you don't want to bite you know, the hand that feeds type feeling. Know, it was yeah. a decent enough payday that maybe it was an honest mistake, you know, or whatever, but it really, messed me up i ended up losing money off of that whole fight like yeah. lost everything basically because of paying back fees and being behind even further from not being paid um he don't care it's not for him to worry about why does you know what i mean so yeah the commission we should you should cash in those bonds and that's why i was that's say it's like now if i have a fighter that's being whatever about it's like no we're gonna make sure we get this money well and you learned how to avoid in the in the free market avoid those guys yeah exactly that's what i'm saying you don't end up in that scenario and so one of the things with those amateur fights too is like man like for guys there's no incentive for them to show up if they can't win yeah unless they really just want to make it and for a lot of those guys they don't they just want to get on a fight card they want to fight one time or fight a story to tell somebody they did a bucket list tell be on there for their family and their friends or whatever show off in front of their girlfriend don't even know what they're doing they Mm -hmm. don't know how bad this can be for them even they're ignorant to what it is and so once you get around it and you go to a way in or you get close to a way in and, and now it's time to make a real decision to make that walk everything starts to change everything starts feeling a lot different the nerves yeah and you know that's why you'll see people go all the way to weigh-ins and then just and not, not show, show up, up the yeah. next day. Uh, I've seen that so many times. And so that's the thing. Like, Which blows my mind. Level, but what, so then at what level should you start taking fights then or be allowed to start taking fights? If we're that's, talking about That's the sport. first question. Yeah. That's okay. the first question for me because that's the, quote, professionalism level of it. Even at an amateur level, that's got to be adhered to. Somehow, some way, there's yeah. got to be a way that this is like up and up, and it's not just, all right, Isaac, you're you're here, you're the local guy. We're gonna find another guy at 170. You think you're a tough guy? You're yeah. just gonna squash him out? No, no, you're you're the man. You sell tickets. You sell oh, 50 that, tickets, 100 tickets guy. every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're gonna make sure you win every fight you fight, forever. If you stay here, if you leave, things might get sketchy for you. You know what I mean? So you just stay there where you're getting paid, and you do 10 fights, and you're 10 and 0. And now some other payday offer comes in. You know, is it the same though that like I've seen some scenes that just like cannibalize each other? They just they all fight each other and they all beat each other up, and then like now you got a bunch of dudes that are you know four and five and well, that's well, I mean that's the way it is regionally. I think to a degree, yeah. Uh, I think that's how you figure out who's the best in the region is you got to fight each other. Uh, If if you're talking about regionally, if you're talking about team wise or whatever, you know, obviously you want to have your teammates not fighting each other, so. It's tough. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. The fight game's hard. The fight that, games that, are that, weird. That, that there is, there is no space we're for anybody in else. A sport that like dismantling each there, other. Is the there's point. no space yeah. for you. There's only space for me. Yeah. Have, there can only I'm be one winner. I can't lose this. I yeah. don't. The consequences to losing a scramble are way high. You know, it's high. Yeah. You can't yeah. lose any anything. 
It's like you said, like finishing finishing around on your back. Yeah, even even if you're putting up a triangle or doing something crazy, mm, you were you on probably, your back. You may have just lost the whole round right there. Just because you, know? you were down there. That could cost you the whole fight. That could cost you $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, you know, and then that could cost you $5,000 on your next payday or $2,000 on your next payday because you lost your last fight, so we're going to offer you a little bit less money this time. Not to mention but you could have just, just cracked like, your orbital because you were spinning around on your back. Just doing whatever, right? So... It's a business. Yeah. It's a sport, but it's a business. And that's one of the things I learned in that nobody really cares about it the way you do, man. Nobody. And, and the same way we talk about with the jiu-jitsu, but like on a fight level, it's still, it's, it's 10 times worse. The repercussions, you are know, higher. like maybe your coach cares as much as you do, but and that's probably because he's done it, you know. So he's feeling so, for you like, in a, uh, in, in a real way. And I think that's, that's why I say what I say to you and other, other people a lot about just stuff in general. It's like, listen, you can, you can kind of take this information or leave it. But I've seen some stuff, man. I've seen a lot of stuff. And I've seen how things play out all across the board a bunch of different times. And so I have a good idea of how things are going to go sometimes. And I've been wrong. You know, not, not saying like I bat 1,000%. But I, I know the trends. And I know how, you know, cycles work. And if I've seen the pattern enough times, I know it's going to be one of two or three things that are going to happen at least, right? So in a technical sense or in a person sense or whatever, you know, that's what I'm saying, like that really person that comes in all super gung-ho trying to be the world champion on day one, never done anything before, they're going to get chewed up and spit out a lot of times in places, even in even in our place, you know, or something like that, because they're, they're going to do yeah. too much. You're going to try too much. You're going to be doing too much. It's a, it's a long, long play. Well, you're going to do too much, like where most of the time where I see those guys like fall off is that like they come in and they – they do too much too early and then they don't get any anything back and they don't realize that it's a long game of like you're going to get a there lot is of nothing lows. back or <laughs> there is no spoon there's nothing back yeah. like what are you you what, doing what are you trying to get back yeah i think that's i think that's the answer to so many things that, that people don't get is like if you're doing it just to get something back it's it's maybe not the thing you know what i mean like cuz i think fighting's the thing that like it's all you can do like you can't live without it. That's the only way that it works. That it's. Did you watch? Uh, what was it uh, on Netflix? Um, Adam Sandler's new movie, um, Hustle. Hustle. Did yeah, you watch uh -huh. that? Yeah. All right. There's one thing that bought. It was a great movie. Okay. I'm gonna add. Hey, or, did you enjoy takes. it? Did you enjoy it? Why? What's gonna change if I say yes or no? Nothing. Okay. I did. You enjoyed it. Okay. Uh -huh. <clears throat> I watched it I, twice. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed okay. it. And and I like what Adam Sandler's doing, like where mm -hmm. he's kind of going that like kind of more serious route because I think he's a great actor. He knows stuff. <clears throat> but so when I was watching it though, the only thing that made me go, hmm, this was written by some Hollywood writers, was when Adam Sandler's driving behind Homie up the hill, making him run up the hill. And I said it. I, I said it to my wife while we were watching it. I was, I was like, I've spent some time around a few world class people. They nobody gets behind them and drives up the hill. You you're doing that to yourself. If you're gonna be world class like that guy was portrayed to be, you're doing it to yourself. There's nobody lighting that fire. Nobody. You they can't light it enough. Some days. There there are people that can motivate you, but he the way it was portrayed in that scene was day in day out. He was waking him up, going, "Oh, you got to put the junk food down. You got to go run." Nobody <sighs> did. Nobody's doing that to LeBron. To be the best, like to that. be that yeah. good, to be that. But good. so, but so that's what I'm saying, though. And I guess that's what I would be saying is if I already said something. Um, in that way, I had people that were like that for me, though, along the way, that taught me that. 
because I didn't already know it all. I didn't know that that was the way to do everything, a lot of the stuff. And there's James Muntasri, is, mm. a, is, um, was a Taekwondo black belt, uh, male Taekwondo athlete of the year for the Olympic system the year before I met him. Um, ended up fighting in the UFC. Uh, I think he's a brown belt. He might have gotten his black belt now in jiu-jitsu or whatever, but now he's a stunt coordinator for like he's done some big movies uh like some fast and the furious stuff i think the the rock and jason statham okay, stuff okay, or whatever okay, okay. He, he's like doing stuff like that now uh but dude i was a fat turd like i was 380 pounds when i first got there and so the first week or so i was there james was out of town doing like something and i kept hearing about this dude that was there or whatever and how you know badass he was and everything and stuff uh and that he was kind of rude so the first night I met him or whatever, I could see that he was just like, you're here for what? You're going to do, you know, you're going to do what? And so it was just kind of like a, I think, I think you want to, you know, like a lot of people, they want to see what you're going to do, yeah. you know? And so he was rough on me, like verbally or however you want to say it, but it, it got, it got to the point. It got to the point of everything. And we lived in the, in like apartments or dorms that were close enough to each other and so he, he would literally just stand on my door and start banging on my door and be like, get up, you insert random <laughs> random derogatory term that would bother me the most that day or would just let right. me know that he wasn't going to leave immediately or whatever. And then after a short, short amount of time, I, that didn't need to happen anymore because I just knew that this was the routine now. This is what you got to do. This is excellence. Like. Nobody else was really doing a lot of that stuff, right. but James and Jessica, who's now his wife, uh, who was also a, a really badass Taekwondo athlete and fighter. Uh, yeah, Jessica Pryor. She's dope, too. Uh, shout out, JP. Um, yeah, so being around them a lot showed me a lot of how real high-level athletes need to try to train. Right. And so I would go down there and do workouts with them in the morning before that, like a lot of the MMA guys were there or would come or do anything a lot. So that's what I'm saying is like, I was cross training with a bunch of different kinds of people. I would work, I would work out with a Taekwondo team or what, cause they were, they right. were, they were like professional athletes in a way. Like James was there. He was being paid to, to train basically by Taekwondo people. So, you know, he was basically doing this for free for me. Just let me be there and tag right. along. And so I took advantage of it, you know, and I learned a lot. Like he got picked up on this Gatorade show. And so we got to go down to Redondo Beach to this house. It was like a reality show by Gatorade where they had all these different types of athletes that they were going to try to talk about their transitions or whatever. Mm. And so seeing him go through that whole thing from where he was going from Taekwondo to MMA, and that's what the push was. It was like he's going to try to make this transition, and the Gatorade show was going to push him over the top or whatever. you know. And so being around somebody who did all that stuff was really cool to see from. Kind of showed you the ladder work. This is how it works. Yeah. And he'd been working on it for so long already at that point and lost four or five opportunities to get to on the Olympic team to the same guy because that guy was the guy. Yeah. He was a guy. Yeah. Could beat everybody but that guy a lot of times. He was Pan American champion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all kinds of silver medals. But he couldn't get over on the Olympic team. Yeah. Because he couldn't beat one guy. And that, that that was a lesson too. You know, so he didn't let it defeat him and destroy him. He just pivoted, moved into other stuff. Um when he switched over to straight MMA, it was easy to beat him up. Because he didn't know how to do a lot of the stuff. He There's could only a lot strike. Of gaps. Yeah, you yeah. know. But one of the things that was really interesting that a lot of people thought or didn't know that I knew, though, was like when we were previously training, a lot of the reason he was successful in Taekwondo is because a lot of his kicks were kind of Thai style. 
And so they're not accustomed to seeing that. And, so, and it hurt. He wanted to kick you and hurt you as much as he wanted to score. So he had some he, that were specifically to hurt. about the points. Some of them yeah. were to hurt you so he could score a couple more a, points easier later. Hmm. And, I, and so that strategy, that mindset was something that I was like, okay, so maybe maybe there is a little bit of extra work you do early that maybe doesn't score. That money in the bank thing from boxing where you start right. loading boxes, right, right, right. hitting them in the body and stuff like that. I had heard that before. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Built, okay. let, This is one them. of the, the first time I started hearing like the ideas of like universal principles and, and like how things work all around. And if you do it this way, you can do it this way. And then like, yeah, it's Taekwondo, but I'm not doing the little flippy kicks like everybody else sees or whatever so when i kicked the, when he started kicking some of those mma guys in the leg you can't kick in the legs in uh taekwondo it was illegal yeah so once he just started kicking people in the legs it was like whoa you started seeing him like do the, the like boot scooting boogie mm-hmm. or something trying to get away and don't want to get kicked again by that you know yeah uh so just just being around a lot of people like that it it's helped to learn a lot and because i didn't know all this stuff before i wasn't around anybody that that knew any of this stuff coming up so it took going and chasing it down and it's taken me 13 or 14 years to get to this point and like i was saying earlier i've been working on stuff the last month that i thought i already knew that i saw that was not the way i thought it was or whatever yeah or different in some way from whatever i thought i had saw and that's where the whole school and the whole program has been going and i've seen people who've never trained before have success with this stuff now yeah in a way that i don't think i ever had which is kind of cool, you know, like in a technical sense. Like hitting sweeps. They're already like you doing didn't even things know that existed I didn't at know that how. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Like until very recently, I probably couldn't even do it that smooth. I heard this morning, that so. like I or, or I, I heard somebody have a revelation that has been training a very long time of like, oh, well, that's why this works because it doesn't, like I used to always learn it this way. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they've always taught it this way. And that's why this feels so weird, but it's just dumb. And then at that point I swept them and I was like, yeah, it's, 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 it's that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know, man, that's the thing. It's been a long journey of being up and down and back again and back and forth and, and pivoting and wanting to be in the business. Once I got in, once I understood once I got there, once I left home the first time and got to the place, I wasn't going to quit. I was like, there's no way I'm going to stop ever. I was like, I'll die out here before I go back without some success. And I'll never, like, if, you, if you've been around and you've followed me and you know what's up, that's why a lot of the guys that are over here now still, like, have my back or whatever that used to train with me a long time ago because they know, they know what's up. They know it's been the same way. I've been on this thing the whole time. And, and now that I'm here again or whatever, it's still the same thing. I'm just doing it differently now. I'm still in the same hustle, still not going to stop, still trying to be the best ever if I can. May fall short, but guess what? I'm going to keep I'm going to keep chasing it down. So if you're out here and you're coaching and you're out here and you got a program, if you're out here and you got competition or whatever coming up and you're not trying to improve and you're not trying to invest in you, in yourself so you can invest in your programs, you about to get left behind over here. It's just it's just how it's going to be cuz that's that's the way. This is the way it is. You got to constantly be learning. And improving yourself so you can constantly, you know, help improve your students and stuff like that. Uh, you never make it. It's never over. Even well, all the, all like the guys said, who make it, they're not there yet in their mind. Well, and like so, you said, you had the guy that had that, that showed you the 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 way. Like, like you're talking about of like how to be that. Like, there's you, been a bunch you, of guys that were that way, right? But but like making that specific example and yeah. talking about like you, like like you're kind of that for some people that like I, that you can start showing them of like, hey, these are some of the ways that you can go through the the motions of 
this is how you be great. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, cause like back, like what I was saying is on that guy on hustle. It's like, well, maybe nobody had ever showed him how to be that way. Mm-hmm. And like, like, so like <clears throat> you're talking about, you saw that you, the first time you were out there. So you were 20, what? Six, six. Seven. So this dude in this story is like 20, he's supposed to be 22, but that dude's definitely like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. That, that I mean, yeah, whatever. Any, anyways, anyways, that that he so if he had been told that when he was fifteen, like that dude that he mm. was coming into contact with, that he was having all the not the spoilers, yeah. like, but not not have, having all the controversy with or whatever. Well, that dude's been playing on that level since he was fifteen. It's always been that way. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is like, oh, well, the way that you get one up on that guy is that you're more disciplined. Yeah. You're more like than that. You stay patient. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do this. You don't respond to that because that's what they want. Because you've put in the work. Yeah. And you know you've put and, in and the there's work. There's no reason to worry about that other stuff sometimes. You know, that other stuff's just a distraction. And we are our own worst enemy most of the time as far as somebody getting ready to compete or to go against anyone else. You psych yourself out a lot. Even even the best psych themselves out a lot. That's why they do a lot of that deep work to work on themselves and to know their ticks. In, in you ever heard know. that stuff about GSP, like about before some of his fights, like before the Sarah fight and whatnot? What you mean? Like that he he would full on like melt down. Like oh yeah, he, dude, he'd be in the I did that several freaking times. Freaking out. I would do that several times. Like it's just I think I think the madness is what I was trying to defeat in a lot of times. You know that's that's what that's what I was trying to fight mostly was that part of myself. That's what I knew held me back the whole time was the willingness to make the walk. And once I started making the walk. Even though I was scared, things started happening for me. You know, once I started just doing it scared, crying sometimes, I had to make myself sweaty so everybody wouldn't know. It's fine. It's fine. They don't know. I just got to get out They'll of here. never know. Yeah. They'll never know. And if they do know, that's fine. What are they doing? They're sitting out here. They pay tickets to watch. Right. So this is it. <laughs> to watch this, the show. So yeah. this is the show. This is the show. Sometimes people cry at the show maybe. You know, and and that's what it is, and and so I learned to try to embrace that part of myself too, to where I didn't feel like if I started coming up, I'd need to stop warming up and walk away, and not show that part. That it's way, like, you're not fighting your. Well, I mean, at that point, you're fighting yourself, right? I start getting in yeah. my own head. That's yeah. it. Like you get yeah. in your own head, and it's like people are like trying. The fight to sh- starts before you ever even people get start out there. Trying to get you all hyped up again. And I they, hate they, that. They're trying to, you know, they see they see that thing like when you have that moment, and people sometimes, you know, they they mean well. But sometimes the words aren't like that kind of stuff isn't what I'm needing. I don't need to be hyped. I'm already so wound up and hyped up. I need somebody to tell me it's going to kind of be okay that I've done the work. Like I say, hey, you've done the work, man. Listen, all this stuff's going to be cool. You know, it's going to be good. The consequences are what you know, but just know that it's going to be, it's going to be cool. You've done the work, you know, you feel emotional because it's important. You feel emotional because it's dangerous. You don't feel emotional because anything weak inside of you or whatever that kind of stuff is. That's, well, you, that's the thing. You should I, be scared. That's okay. I cried because I knew I was going to do it. Yeah. I cried because I knew there was no choice but to make the walk. And I was terrified of what was going to happen after I got out there because I knew that they were going to lock that door and I was going to have to fight this man that wanted to hurt me bad. That's the way you got to do everything. That's literally the way you got to do everything is just kicking and screaming and terrified. Try to keep a straight face and walk forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta hide it because you can't, you can't let it let well, it. Well, you know. learn to control it eventually. You learn to ride it. That's what I'm saying. You learn to, yeah. To a degree. You learn to ride that hard part of it. But then when that part goes away, you spent so much time maybe chasing, chasing the really hard part 
that you didn't you didn't embrace enough of the 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 in between soft side of it too, you know? Yeah. And so so sometimes that letdown is really hard on the other end for, for the really high achievers. Oh that's yeah. why you see I get a lot what you say on on the tail end struggling to retire yeah, or yeah, chasing yeah. it too long and dealing with like, you know, whatever kind of stuff like that or whatever. So it there's there's a there's always a, an equal and opposite way to get it. Uh and I think overdoing it on either side is definitely the wrong thing to do. So too little, not gonna make it. Yeah. Too much, probably not gonna make it. And that's that's unfortunately well, and, to, and and if we're talking about trying to be like so say you're trying to be the world champion of the world like you're trying to fight to be that like because mm-hmm. that's the conversation we're having is that like if you're trying to be why the else are you doing world, it like yeah well is there merit uh, not to dive off into not another merit week, based but I'm, like, I'm not asking about merit I'm okay. asking you why you're doing it each person if you're not trying to go be best in the world. I mean, what is the best in the world? That that is another good question. I mean, is that is that I mean, John Jones is that DC? Is, is it that, the best that you, you could possibly be? be? Is that a fair enough excuse? That's the one I landed on. Okay, I tried. This is where I've landed so far. But you can be. Can you be real? Like, can you be like, like, well, like I understand that it's just well, like I'm not the, the best in the world that I'm not. Yeah. But I'm the best that I ever could be because I tried to be as because I tried I to be the best world because yeah. I keep trying to be, I keep trying to be the best, everything that I do. And that's why I'm as good as I am, even though I think I'm not the best at almost anything because I fall Cause, into because I work hard yeah, for it. Yeah. I try really hard. And you've seen that now a lot of times, anything that I do, I spend time. If I know that I have something to do, I, I'll work on it. I try to figure it out to make sure that it goes well. It's just, it's just how I do stuff. Well, that's Sheldon in the comments said that like being able to do something well doesn't always translate to being able to teach it. Some people just struggle to explain it all the way through. No, that's so a, like, that's a yeah, real thing. Yeah. You know, you you know, some people we've talked about that too. Is like visually, you can see what I'm doing, and maybe you can learn from that. But then the the feel the feel part of it. Do I know why this thing works, or do I just flip you off of me? Because yeah. I can just flip you off of me because that's not how it works for everybody else. Like maybe you're doing something very technical to flip them off of you or whatever. You just can't articulate that. Yeah. You know, that's, a, that's, that's part of being the coach too, is learning to use words and learn different words to expand your vocabulary, to, to reach different types of people. You know, kind of like I said with Taylor or whatever, he speaks about that order of operation a lot in class. So much yeah, started talking like, about algorithms. Yeah, it started infecting the way I speak about stuff because I, I realized that that hits certain people's like things. I've seen it work when he talks about it to other people, and it's like, okay, well that my brain doesn't work that I'm way. Not but that yeah, scientific yeah, 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 kind yeah. of person, I guess. But there's people that think that way. Yeah. And so then if I can use a little bit of that to get them in their own thinking brain that they're comfortable with then they can see what I mean. I feel like if you're thinking about it in the way that you think about it. Like well, it's like the difference between like an engineering brain and a creative brain. Like there's been studies out there all over the place about the the difference between like they, sometimes this isn't right, but like they talk about the left side, right side. Yeah, idea. some of that. Yeah. But like <clears throat> it's not necessarily literally the right side, left side, but the way that people think like – you may orchestrate the entire world differently than I do. Mm-hmm. The things you see may be different than what I see. The and way so that learning to be able to explain that is is a skill set in all its own. It's strange. It's tough. It, it is. It's a hard job, and I think a lot of us go into it not realizing how tough it can be to try to teach 
everybody. Mm-hmm. It's easy when you're teaching athletes. It's easy when you're teaching people that are already doing stuff at a high enough level and, and come in with that really hard-nosed attitude of wanting to get the work done and doing the hard and work understanding already. understanding that it's going to be They've difficult. They've already learned that yeah. part of stuff. It's, it's way different to try to teach an adult who's never really done that hard work. Oh, especially when you themselves. shift into the art hobby yeah. side uh-huh. of this world that we're so, talking about. So yeah. trying to get the trying to get people to understand the balance of the soft and the hard again is still tough because you want to have a little bit of the hard, but you need the soft mostly day to day. You can't live live on that hard side. For that's what I'm saying. It's like you gotta you gotta maybe exist more in the garden, but you know you, you're still training your tools for war every day, uh, just in case you, you kind of need that stuff. So it, it, that's what I mean by saying that it's such a long grind that I've felt like my argument with myself and then an argument with most of the people that I've had off-the-mat discussions about on-the-mat stuff has been about stuff like that from my perspective. And from their perspective, it's different things that they're working on or what, what they're doing as far as what they're work, you know, how things are from their perspective. But typically, most of those things, from my perspective, is looking at longevity, just trying to keep you safe from yourself, or you safe from a teammate, or a teammate safe from you if you're doing certain things. Because some things, like we've talked about with the butterfly guard stuff, some of the things I was taught, or at least what I interpreted from what I was taught, was things that were actually hurting my body. Yeah. And so trying to mitigate some of that stuff, even though it does work. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't use this. I'm saying this wouldn't be my most used way. Yeah, like use that one sparingly because it hurts. Right, this one is when you're trying to get it and you got to get it. There's no other way, right? But these other ones would be more ideal if you you could think of it with this order of operation or whatever. Like you know, because we're because we're putting it into like we're playing playing the game, right? And that's what that's how you get the longevity side. That's how you last is by not getting broken and messing up your ranges of motion and getting nerve damage in your neck and messing up all your discs and your knees and breaking all your partners and, and things like that too. It, it's, it's, it's going to take time to get anything that you really want out of this, to be honest, everybody. So unless you're just on some other kind of journey, like there's no, there's no rush, which is the hardest part to understand. It's like, do you plan on quitting next year? Do you plan on quitting in a couple of years? Do you plan on quitting ever? Do yeah. You, like, yeah. Do you yeah. really love it and want to do it? Then it doesn't really matter, man. You're going to keep getting better and you're going to get worse sometimes and people are going to catch you and people are going to beat you. Uh, you know, another thing we heard this morning in the classroom is like, man, you're, 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 you guys are getting so much better now. I realize that it's not me that's getting worse. It's that the team's getting better because I went back to this other place yeah. and was able to just do the same old stuff to them. Yeah. And, and it wasn't any different, you know, and it's been a while, you know, but here it's not working that way anymore. And it's like, nice growth and evolution. Nice. That's cool. Cause I really don't always know what it's hard to know when you're super up close sometimes like what's happening. I'm here all the time now. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not really out there that much myself. And so I get to see other people like at competition stuff a little bit, but I'm not in a bunch of other gyms or, or just like a student on the mat a lot of the times and hearing how things are going day to day from everybody else's perspective. Like people don't tell me the truth. They lie a lot and in a a nice way, I guess, but they just don't want to complain or they don't want to sound some kind of way about how things are going. So they just, Oh, it's good. You know, things are good or whatever, or they'll either just, you know, really make it sound bad about how their jujitsu is or whatever sometimes. And it's like, 
oh, that's that really bad spot for you. Don't be there. You know, like I'd rather, you know, I'd rather you complain a little bit than and get it out early than just get into that pit of despair where you can't find your way out of it because everything's not working anymore and stuff like that. Uh, and that happens at every belt rate at a certain point if you stay in the same room. Training with your train. That's what I'm saying. If your training partners are getting better, the same stuff's not going to keep working year in and year out. That's part of that longevity. Which growth-wise, too, like that's what you want. You want. No, it's important. Yeah, that's that you like, want so that. if you show up in five years and you roll with. If, wreck, if you're wrecking the same homies for seven the years, same you're way, probably the not same getting. The yeah, same stuff, doing the same yeah, way. Good old trusty. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you can do that, right? Yeah, like, you can I be can, that guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's funny. Somebody came in. Who was that? Crap. I can't remember. Somebody, oh, the, that guy came in this morning. And I was rolling with him and uh, I started threatening a head and arm. And he was like, he laughed at me, the big guy. And he was like, oh, man, don't do me like that. Not the head and arm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> you know? It's like, because he's just, he's like, that shit, you know, he knew that I was about yeah. to be. Your thing, the thing, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like I'm about to, I'm about to eat this for about thirty or forty five seconds, and then yeah. have to tap probably because he'd seen it enough, you know, and so he just kind of took his back or whatever and kept playing around. So just that's that's the thing is like learning that, yeah, that's there. I remember during the PGF that you were just so upset that that was all that you could do, but you were out there killing people. With I hate it. it, and you were like, I'm so upset, I was like, but it worked. <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> I mean, if there's things to be known for, I guess it's not the worst, right? But I did learn that thing. Like, doing that, though, I did learn a lot about myself in that way, too. Like, going out there and, like, taking away the abstractions and, and just putting in good hard work against 15 people or whatever it was yeah. in, in X number of days. You get a lot of data fast, and the things that worked, worked. Yeah. And the things that weren't working, weren't working universally, too. Uh, so there there was gaps. I had gaps in my in my personal game not of understanding or whatever but just mental lapses or you know strategy lapses or and that's what i mean like that was the same thing through mma was just like man i did this one wrong because i should have got more physical i did this one wrong because i didn't think he was gonna do that i did this one wrong because bro whatever oh i did this right even though i didn't want to do that in the in the middle or yeah it was the middle of the week of pgf i had somebody i heard somebody come back to the back between rounds as they were about to go out for their second of the three rounds that night and they're they just go they're like i've done multiple mma fights and this is literally the hardest thing i've ever done and i was like yeah it's tough I, I I definitely rank that week up as probably one of the hardest things that I've ever, like, gone through. I'd like to do it again. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. You heard it here? I think I need to do more stuff, man. I think I retired a little early last year. It's just in my feelings about stuff. <laughs> okay. You've had time to come back and rebuild and kind of... I mean, I didn't ever want to then. Yeah, You know, I just think my perspective was building school, focusing on trying to, to do all that kind of stuff and not really worrying about that part of it. But then a lot of people want to compete. And they and so want, you, they just want you still want to play thing. from the lead. I got to. Yeah. I have to. It's, yeah. the only, it's the only way I can For you, yeah, you, you it's, need it's, to it's be. It's the only way I know how. And, yeah. and I have to show you guys that it's just it's okay to go out there and do it one way or the other. And to do it against people who are at, you know, a good level too, not just trying to go out here and not trying to pick. win. Yeah, yeah. Not just trying yeah. to cherry pick opportunities to look good. You cherry pick an opportunity to go out here and test your metal and go and, run and it. See yeah. who you are. See, see how see, it works. See what's up. And yeah. that's what I expect the most about Travis, man. That's like, it he's touched like, oh, my heart, okay. man. Hey. He's like, I got arm bar and I don't think I should. Uh, he's like, I think I can beat that now. 
And not, yeah. All he's right. Like, he's, like, he's like, I may not be able to, you know, win the match or whatever. But like, I'm not, I'm gonna not gonna get, gonna get that thing. And I was like, I want you to have the opportunity to see. Hundred percent. I respect it. And so that's I would do that, you know, and run it back on guys or whatever. That that's the way. And, you know, they're just white belts, I think. I know Travis is. I think the other guy's just a white belt too. I hope so if they were in the same bracket at Rush Cup. But uh it don't really matter. Maybe he wasn't. That still doesn't matter. Uh, Please tell me that Zach Carey's comment was a reference to him. He said the return of the Mac. Is, is that his nickname? No, that's right. You're talking about me. It's oh. that old 90s song. Oh, okay. I get it now. It's been killing the 90s station I've been playing the last couple <laughs> of weeks. Hey, I feel you. I feel you, Zach. I'm glad Zach's back, though. Like, oh, back he's in been in here cheering us on. I just mean in the room. Him. He was out with some some repairs. He had to take a couple weeks out three weeks out or whatever, just not being in the room. It's, that's another thing, man. It's like, you guys out there, if you train somewhere, if you're a part of the team somewhere and you don't show up, it's weird. Like, people miss you. Like, you really are important, even if you don't always think you are that yeah. important. I think some like, people want you will, all to will know sit that. at home and kick themselves and be like, oh, and they don't No, like, People notice when you're gone. They especially. do, and maybe a lot of times your teammates are busy and they're living their own lives, and so they know you are, and they don't want to make you feel bad or they don't want to bother you or – they don't think to hit you up and stuff like that. But, man, your teammates and your coaches and stuff, they do miss you, man. And if you're not there, it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And so after a little bit, you do slip away from everybody's mindset, even if they do love you and stuff. But I'm telling you, even if you're not throwing down, rolling hard, and, like, kicking ass and choking everybody out every day or whatever, I promise you, your coach and the students that have been there around you, your teammates and stuff – they would rather have you in the room sitting on the match just kind of vibing with everybody and hanging out than not. Some so of the biggest leaps I've can, ever made were during injuries. Dude, if you can, and, like, in his case, he couldn't, so that's why he wasn't able no, to yeah, be yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you can be around everybody. I bet you it. my boy's been like, studying the, the internet, oh, he, though. He's, he's switched into a new character since then. Uh, okay. he, he did some character development, okay. and, and so he, he, he's made a turn, you know, in the off time. We gave him some books and stuff to read, some some things to study, and, Hopefully that's, you know, helped him to do some stuff, you know. Uh, a time like that is a good time for self-reflection. It is a good time to see other gaps in your game, life game, whatever, that you can you can step up and improve on, you know. And so so he's done that. But, like, dude, immediately seeing him back in there on Monday, I was just like, oh, man, this is nice, dude. I'm glad to have you back in here just because, you know, his brand of jokes are an essential part of the day. Just like, just like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Jay. Yeah. Jay's a different character though than than Zach. But I need to play off of Jay's a little bit of character too. That little sullen kind of quiet guy. I need to try to get him to laugh because that makes me feel good. But Zach's the one that helps me get warmed up for the show. You know what I mean? I mean, bluegrass hip hop. That's how you make him laugh. Bluegrass. Oh yeah, bluegrass hip hop. Yeah, he told me. He, he sent me that immediately. He's like, "You heard of this stuff?" <laughs> <laughs> Boys in the Hood Bluegrass was the, uh, he, he almost jumped out of the car. And that's another thing, man. These guys are just like you said, like we were talking about earlier, man. Hopefully, hopefully some of the things will help these guys jump the line to wherever they want to go if they can, or give them an opportunity to make it somewhere that they the best go, you can do is you can make you can make make it out in front of them and you can show them the just way and then And so that's 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 the point about everything. All of it. Just gotta go out there and do it. Just keep doing it, even if it's not going that well. You got to try it and try another way then. If it's not going well consistently, try something else then. But keep trying it. Try it another way. Try And, you know, like like we were talking about earlier, the people who are all out there looking to be an actor or if you're all looking to be a fighter, if everybody's looking to be the best, the best, the best fighter, 
you can't be selfish if you want longevity, right? Because nobody's going to care about you either, right? Your teammates aren't going to value you the way that, that you want to be valued if you're only using them as cannon fodder or as food for you to eat every day to get to your next level. So you got to care about them. Even if they're never going to be as good as you are, you got to help bring them along to a new level of something, some way, somehow. Let everybody be the fighter that they can be. Well, and that's what makes the difference in the jujitsu room, I think. And that's what I was answering you about the best you could be, you know, because there's guys that don't compete much and won't ever compete much. But one of the better students in our room is not going to be a great competitor, but he's going to be one of the best guys in the room as long as we have it forever. And yeah. he'll end up being one of my first black belts probably or whatever in time because of the way he does stuff. And the way, But he's probably not going to ever be like a major competitor on any stage. He may do some. But it'll never be like a world champion level. But with but that's not really our combined efforts, though, maybe we can focus together with his eyes and my eyes and somebody else's eyes. Like the team gets better. He can help build the. They will yeah. come if they want it. There is yeah. that person that will be out there, and with enough help, that person gets over. I can't maybe be enough for somebody to get all the way over. You know what I mean? Maybe they need. You can be the lightning like, rod, but you got to have all the rest of everything yeah. to harness it. Like, there's a weird a thing that happens in time with him where he's now almost just, and sorry for everybody if you hear this right now, but he's literally just telling y'all what I told him to say. <laughs> sorry. He gets it. You know what I mean? And th and that's that's what it kind of turns out to be is like he's he's understanding it. And if he doesn't understand that we talk about it until yeah. we can figure it out. And if we talk about it over the course of a week or over, you know what I mean? Eventually it works itself. And that's when he get. then that's why he has that information that everybody's like the lower ranks are, are seeking. That's why it seems different is because it is different. It's because he's, he's looking at it from a different perspective than a lot of people. He's not trying to be the best competitor guy in the world. He's trying to be the best student. That's what he's trying to be. He's trying to be the best student in class every day. And he's, doing it by far almost every single day so that's why he's getting so much better than most people because he's trying to be the best student not the best roller not the best ass kicker not the best whatever right that's the way to do it be the best teammate be the best student i'll be still the, hook you it's fine not for long <laughs> not for long i just wanted to feed that fire it's okay. a little bit and they need that right that's what i'm saying it's like you are a target for him yeah in a, way that, in a respectful kind I of love way it. if he ever catches up to you in some way for him, that would be a huge, like, feather in his cap. Yeah. And that could take 10 years or whatever once you get older and slow down and are not, like, out here chasing it down as much. Then the consistency and the slowdown are going to kind of balance y'all out when y'all are both at the black belt level or whatever. So that one day we'll find – that's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. It's, 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 it's going to balance us out if you don't quit. If he doesn't, yeah. If he doesn't yeah, quit. Yeah. He can slow down. Yeah. Right? He's already – had. that's what I'm saying. I'm already making him slow down some, take certain days off because – some other things weren't able to be done or not getting as much rest. And yeah. like we, you know, I talk about with you or whatever, it, you, you got to do that stuff even despite, yeah, I want you here, but no, not today. Like let's find a day. Uh, like if you're doing two a days every day, that's not so good. And then some of those days are three a days, you know, especially when you, when you're talking about on, on the art hobby level of like doing like you have another life, like you're, you, you're, you're not living, breathing, inside this and but so, even then though if you don't have clean laundry you gotta take the day off yeah or you can plan better but if you're training four sessions a day 
Better have How? four clean pairs of clothes. You got to, right? Yeah. But then what if you But keep, what are you trying to be? What if one thing throws off your day, though? What if you have a job that keeps you late an hour now, and they never did before, and now you didn't get a chance to do your laundry? Like, that's what it is. Like, it could, yeah, be, yeah, one, yeah, yeah. It could yeah. be one little snowball kind of thing, and if it's one hour. When you're, when you're running everything at the rev, like, like when you're running I mean. anything at the rev line, yeah, yeah, yeah. One little thing Cutting throws it off. Cutting everything close if you're, you know, just which, barely, which like a lot we of us are. About, if you're at the, or it, like like I said, like what are you trying to be? Are you trying to be the world class level? Or are you trying to be so if you're world class level, you plan your life to where you don't have those snowballs. Don't need anything. It doesn't happen. I that's just what, don't need anything. That's why you go to well, that's why guys like when 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 you go into camp, when they talk about just, like they go to camp. Like I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna rest, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna rest, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna wash, I'm gonna train, I'm gonna go to sleep. Do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's all you do. But it, that's not the but lifestyle. But you can't live, yeah. That's not the lifestyle a lot of people. Y- you live. can't live that your whole life either. Unless you are doing that. Right. And you can't even, your whole, even, not, even not your whole life. Not your whole life. Not your whole life. Michael Jordan retired. Everybody's got to retire. Yeah. But I mean, even those top people have to rest on days. Oh, yeah. You have to sit there. Otherwise, it bites them in the butt. Yeah. You Otherwise, have to chill. Otherwise, it shoots back. And if you have to work a real job, then that's also, you know, taken away from your ability to well, focus on training. I, I, I know I've seen the stats on LeBron, but I might have seen this on Kobe where they spend like millions, year, of, dollars. millions of dollars a year just on rehab, just yeah. on like massages. Just on body and work. Like, yeah. yeah, like, like it, that's as important in that world as any other. And so like... In this world too. That's what I was going to say. Like even the hobbyists can take a lesson from that of like, well, the world class Dude, I guy, hear people now that are like, oh, I just started getting massages. And I'm like, wait, what? Just now? <laughs> yeah, just now. I mean, I'm only like a couple of years deep into it. And I just assumed that I was really late to the game. Yeah. But to hear that a lot of people, like you even comment about, it's like, you're so far ahead of like the recovery game. And it's like, what? Like I still want to see Compared to a lot scores. of the people. I still want to see your so whoop recovery Send me scores. something, whoop, get me one. I'm not buying whoop it. Whoop up. Whoop me up. If everybody on the show signed up for one, you could get one. All right. Y'all do it. So everybody sign up. Everybody sign up send it for to whoop you. and send it to me. Know. We'll send this clip Somehow. Just just send me one. Buy me one. How much is it? Just, I don't know. I think it's $30 a month. Uh, oh, per month? Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Sorry. It gives, like, really good breakdowns. I know how I feel. <laughs> I need a nap later. I can feel that. You still have any spots open for this weekend? Yeah, we still got some spaces open. Um, Gabe... Tuttle and Sloan Climber are coming. 10 a.m., 1 p.m. seminars. We're going to train after. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I haven't decided. Because either way, it's going to be. We'll make them fight for it Friday night. We'll make them grapple each other. Um, But, you know, 10 and 1. And then after the 1 p.m. session, though, we're going to do some training. So they'll be rolling. They both want to roll. So there's there's several spots still open, honestly, with the new space. We're not really selling it out. Uh, so if you want to come and train or whatever, like I said, I think last week we we're asking hundred bucks from everybody, but honestly, if, if you got to get some good vibes or whatever, we'll accept a donation to come in, get some training with us or whatever. Uh, two really, really good minds, two of my best friends, uh, really tough roles. So if you want to see, you know, kind of the level of things in other places, if you haven't been out much, you, you know, you'll see what it's like when a couple hard nosed guys get in there. Um, Sloan just had a big victory. Yeah, he just beat Nick Rodriguez by decision at uh, Subversive or whatever, mm-hmm. which is really cool to see, you know, and, and that's how he rolls, like, the way he rolled. Like, that's a role that, like, I had with him several times over. Yikes. Where you have to keep, like, disengaging from him on the bottom almost even because he's 
holding on to you so hard. You're like, I can't. I'm going to break in half. I have to yeah. pull away from you from right here. And it becomes dangerous as you're pulling away because then you start exposing yourself. All your extra. And he's so strong and he knows how to attach in that way. His body's big. He's long, despite what you you know may see compared to other big guys. He's not that tall, but he's, he's six feet easy, six Dick, one. Too. But yeah. yeah, and he's 200 pounds all yeah, day, yeah, you know. yeah. Easy. He filled he filled them booty shorts out the other day when we when he was here. Oh yeah, he's the man, dude. I, I love those guys a lot. So definitely come through and hang out with us. It's it's technically going to be like the two year, like anniversary. anniversary seminar kind of deal. I'm not really been pushing that kind of stuff this year. We've been so just like frazzled with the move and the way everything went, and still trying to get everything settled up in there. Uh, still looks dope. It's cool. We're working on it. That's what I say. It's doing well, it's man. A vibe. It's, it's it's taking time. Like it's not it's not going to be an overnight success. The things aren't just going to be done the way that I'd hope to kind of just be done. You know, that's just that's just not how stuff works, man. Uh, despite whatever we want, a lot of times. So I'm having to slow down on some ideas that I had, but other ideas are moving forward quickly. Um, we're talking about we are going to add in August like cardio kickboxing three days a week. To the schedule, so I know some people, I don't know if anybody on here has talked about that or whatever, but, like, you know, that's something that I think will be fun. It'll be a good way to add some membership to the thing. It'll all be, like, you know, fitness-based kind of stuff, but it'll still be, like, a technical class. Like you're Learning still, how to punch, you'll still, right? Yeah, right. You'll, yeah you're not just going right, to be, yeah. like, punching at the air in a bad way, you know, all the time. Like, you may do some not great form on some stuff just to get an exercise in, but. The striking portion. Also, are you trying to fight or are you trying to burn some calories? Right. Yeah. So, but yeah. you can do both with the, with a technical workout. You can learn a. You technical don't have to hurt each to, other. You don't yeah. have to slam into each other. That's what I'm saying. Is like, there's not going to be like a ton of contact. Bro, to one of the best workouts the best out there workout. is a good pad round. Yeah. Somebody who knows how so, to hold pads. Oof. So be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. Um, everybody, go sign up for the Jedi Archive for sure. Oh, we got to talk about the PGF stuff, don't we? Oh yeah. Let yeah, me yeah, don't yeah. wrap up. Let's not wrap up yet. I thought you were sending me to the wrap, but uh, uh sort of. But here's he, the PGF PGF in, season four qualifier happening in Fort, Fort Myers, Myers this weekend. See some familiar names on there: Tyler Woolsey, who was in last season; uh, Raymond Page, who who was in a few uh, qualifiers from last Raymond season. Raymond Page, yeah, I remember uh, Raymond Purple Page. Jacob Art, who we saw at the Jacksonville qualifiers a That's couple right. times. Uh, back in action down there. Uh, Charles Muxo, he was the, he was down there last time. Uh, the little short guy that was in the qualifier down there last year, little like one twenty five or not the kid, but the the little oh, curly dude. haired guy. He's been he's uh, been on a tear lately. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, so that'll that, be that's good. Him. That's, yeah, he, oh, man, this there. is gonna be a fun. Yes, yeah, so y'all y'all yeah. got y'all got four or five really tough names in there already. I don't, I don't really know who the other guys are that much. I think that Derek Gutierrez, who's at the, the grounds, that's where the the event's gonna be at, right? Yeah, I think we met so, him when we were there. Uh, yeah, I think he was one yeah, of the people we yeah, rolled with. That's yeah, what I'm saying yeah. that night while we were training. If that's who I remember, then he's gonna be pretty tough too. Mastermind MMA Academy. Black. Okay. So Tiplin at Miami, he's got a representative, Black Tie, Wolfpack South, Inside Control, Mastermind, Gracie, Jiu Jitsu, Pedro, Sour. I think yeah, and then uh, Rogue Wave, two guys, Raymond Page and Tyler Woolsey, who, who, who PGF fans are pretty familiar with at this point. I think both of them, but definitely with Woolsey from. Last season, I wonder, uh, wonder what he's gonna look at one fifty five. Probably about the same. I think I think that he'll do pretty well. I think I think one fifty five. He was pretty outsized in our season. I mean, he I think he weighed in at like one fifty something for that one seventy. So like he was one of the smaller guys. So that'll be interesting to see. Raymond had some pretty good moves. Raymond was the one that uh, popped my ankle when we were down there. Mm-hmm. So like that, he he's pretty good, and we put on a pretty. I the the. 
I'm excited to get to see a lot of these guys back inside the six minute. Like the the qualifiers are fun, but I'm more reps. Like, like as guys get in and we 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 start seeing it come closer to the season. Like I, it's so fun to watch the like action that this pushes because of like matches like mine and Raymond. I was I was listening to the PGF inside insiders talk about it the other night and they, mm. they were talking about the fact that it was like, oh yeah, like sixty seconds went and then they just started throwing bombs at each other. And I was like, yeah, that's kinda how it went. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy environment. Uh the qualifiers are intense a lot of times, even though they're kind of low key in some ways. It's yeah. almost like like we talked about it, but like the old school fight days a little bit or whatever where you show up and you're just fighting in this little small space or whatever kind of whatever is there it's like a class going on behind it or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah that's it, it does have that old like there the the old mma where we would do uh like did you ever fight any gymnasiums like yeah, high school gymnasiums high school gyms, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's like a pickup game of basketball happening in the background i got the curtain pulled back <laughs> what are they doing over there yeah so, so i'm about to go spend 20 yeah. hours in the car yeah man so it's gonna for, be a fun you know, Everybody else, if you want to tune in to that on Saturday. Oh, also the Polaris thing. I want to talk about that a little bit. That's oh, I this forgot weekend. that's going on this Team weekend. USA versus Team Brazil. Uh, several really cool guys, dope teammates are on there. Boogie's on there. Gio's on the team. Keith Krikorian's on the team. Uh, Thor. John Blank is on the team. Nate Orchard's on the team. Uh, Nick Ronan. And Whoa, that's a stacked team. One more person I think 20? I'm forgetting. Is that what we're talking about? Hunter Colvin. Hunter Colvin. Yeah, Saturday, yeah. June 29th. Okay. So, Mason Fowler. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So, several of the homies, Geo, Nate, Keith, Richie, Thor, Tip Planet team, basically. And then Nick Ronan, Hunter Colvin, and Mason Fowler. So, is so, this the, is this the, how does Polaris, for, for the viewers, that how does that one work? Is that the, where they go out and they're like a team, so they have to. Yeah, I think it is where the winner kind of stays on. Okay. Or in, yeah. or stays in, and so if you but if you draw, you're both out. You're both out, okay. and so then it two moves new to the next yeah. guy on the on the team. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Or either after the after you win, you get to sit down, and then another guy can come in. Maybe I have to, I'd have to look up the specifics of the rules. It's an interesting thing though. So last time it was pretty crazy to see guys going out there and ha and having to battle that way because like they're sitting there in chairs on the side of the mat, like all together waiting for their like next match or whatever. It could be like bang bang bang. Uh, and then Damian Maya and Ben Henderson, that's that's going to be interesting to kind of see as a grappling match. I think, you know, with the fight style, I would obviously have to pick Maya, you know, really? with, with a cage wall and everything. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. That's so who, who, who do you think takes it in the grappling? Uh, I would still pick Damian Maya, but I wonder in the open mat if Benson's going to be too scrambly to hold down. In the with the wall, I know he'd push him into the wall and, and be able just to pin him there yeah, and, then and, and take him out from there. from there. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I would, I would, I would bet money on that. I yeah. wouldn't bet on the on this match uh, because I think like in the open space, there's enough mats. You can see more of a an a Evan Stapler kind of kind of game there where you run and don't engage because you're Evan because you don't ever engage because you're scared of people now. <laughs> Sorry, I, Evan. Take, I, <laughs> I just want to get you fired up, Evan. I love you, man. You're one of my favorite dudes. I'm still waiting on the next. Next album, um, he, he's supposed to be working on something. I see him working. He's he's posting all these beats and stuff he's working on, and the the different things on his social medias. Man, I, I'm watching. I'm listening. The eight mile. I'm looking for it. The eight mile of jujitsu. That just sounds so disrespectful, right? Why? I don't know. It just sounds disrespectful now. 
Eight Mile was like a formative movie f- of like that generation. Oh, I mean, I guess my ge- that generation was younger. your generation. Yeah, yeah, that generation that I was just referring to is my generation. Yeah, he don't even know who Eminem is. He probably does. So either way, um, yeah, everybody, that's that's what we're up to. That's what we're doing. We're working hard. We're growing programs. We're moving around. Uh, next one's probably going to be remote again. Uh, just word out to have Isaac in town this week. So you'll see us all over the place. We're looking to maybe add guests each week, you know, calling in since we're going to be remote anyway, getting some of that old school, what you guys thought of as like around the mat kind of vibes from before where you have three or four people batting around some ideas live uh, at a time or maybe one person calls in for a few minutes at a time like an old school radio talk show or whatever you just get them in for a few minutes and then move on Joe to the Fi- next like, guest or I was whatever. trying to think of his name the five bomb five yeah or or kind of like yeah, they do yeah. on the late night shows or whatever somebody comes on 15 you mentioned that one time oh, like 15 yeah, minutes yeah. come yeah. on talk about what's up topical with them or whatever and stuff just to you know keep it going and doing stuff or whatever um we enjoy it we're glad everybody's tuning in that's, that's tuning in um we've been posting lately about stuff if you want to get involved with sponsoring the show um, different things like that. So you can check out my social media, check out his social media. Obviously the big thing that we need you guys to do is to go follow that link in the show notes. It's in my bio on Instagram as well. We post it all the time and go sign up for the Jedi archive. We need you guys to go do that through one of our links. Cause that's an affiliate link that makes sure that we get paid for the work that we're doing out here, advertising and doing everything like that. If you sign up another way, that's fine. I'm not going to be mad at you, but if you take the extra time to follow our link, you'll definitely be supporting me and Isaac directly, and we would really, really appreciate that. So get the link in the show notes, uh, the ones on Instagram that we're clicking. Uh, tell all your friends, man, there, there's a ton of good stuff on there, no matter what your interest level is in jiu-jitsu, um, different styles of coaches, striking stuff, MMA stuff. Uh, we may start adding some some stuffing content like you know cjj striking kind of stuff or whatever too if we're gonna be doing it anyway in class uh sometimes you know stuff will just be coming up there all the different things that we do um what's been fun about uploading those videos like for a brief moment to describe that to the people is that like the el jefe stash is that like it's, it's two years worth it, of stuff it, so yeah far. so like i've gone back and watched like what you were teaching guys that had zero experience and so like mm-hmm. watching that evolution versus like when i upload things that are from this location because it's divided into two categories i've got it divided into the old location the new location mm. and so when i upload the new location places it's really funny because you'll be like teaching something that you can see the reference that they needed for the beginning to kind of see that whole growth mm-hmm. it's just it, it was an interesting little side note that i picked up when i was going through all that old footage well and that's one of the things i've talked about a lot of times too is like the evolution of the school has not necessarily been an evolution of jujitsu in and of itself the way that it would normally maybe go for a lot of people because right. we, we started at a weird time and we were doing different things that weren't really mm, such a worry about specific x's and o's it was more you about, weren't getting them ready to go to the next naga because we it didn't was, even know if was, naga was, was going to come back it was all about community vibes and everything like that you know and so the things we were doing were more just to get everybody in there having a good time and, and learning stuff you yeah. know and getting the big pieces and i think i like that it worked out that way it's made it frustrating a couple of times you know trying to backfill information that i thought was already there like frustrating to me not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just, like, just as yeah, a teacher, yeah. yeah. For me, just like, oh man, I could have, I could have got this way earlier, and it wouldn't have caused 
people to have struggled like that, you know, and stuff like, like that. Whoops, that was my fault because yeah. you didn't know that. I just kind of yeah. missed that yeah. you didn't know that. Like I just assumed I got everybody distracted knew that. by the cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like well, I just thought I just thought that you heard me say that the one time or whatever, or maybe you weren't in the class that week that I was talking about that one thing that really was important. And then I don't bring it up again for the next few weeks because I feel like I talked about it every day for a week. So I, I'm not going to bore Just, everybody yeah, else. They've heard it. Oh, wait, you that know, was the one person that, that needed to hear it, it that yeah. day. And so they didn't hear it. And now it's six months later and they look at me with their hands up and it's like, you didn't tell me to do that. And it's like, bro, 100 percent. That's all that. I talked about for a week. Oh, I was on vacation that week. Oh, it's like, oh, you got to remind me when you were on vacation <laughs> months ago. Turns out. <laughs> so that, but that's the thing, man. Like you may miss one class that gets a, a huge dump on something. And like those 6 a.m. classes, man, are where it's at. Despite what everybody else thinks, like nothing else clouded my morning, my day a lot of times in there in 6 a.m. So people come in with questions or whatever. Uh, it ends up being a smaller group. And then you can, we can go a lot of places easy in that morning class or whatever because it's just, it's just a fresh day. But by the time that most people come in at night, I've already taught two classes, three classes maybe that day. I've already things you know, have gotten foggy. Done some, you <laughs> know, been in the fog of war. mopping and shit. You know, <laughs> had to clean up some poop out of the aisle. Uh, you know, and so it's not quite the same. It's not bad, but a lot of times I do feel like I have the fresher ideas in the morning. I'm, yeah. I'm a morning person, and so a lot of the stuff I'll teach in the evening was something that I, I realized in the 6 a.m. class because somebody will ask and a question. And you've been able to resonate on it all mm -hmm. day. Because, like, yeah. you know, Che or whoever's in there only for 6 a.m., he'll ask a, a specific question, and it's like, hmm, let's just go over that because yeah. there's only, like, three of y'all. So yeah. we'll just kind of talk about that for a little while, and it's like, oh, none of y'all knew this, huh? Dang it. Okay, all right. All right, Not tonight, everybody's going to get this. And so that's when you see me come in just like, I'm about to rampage on this one topic because I probably didn't tell y'all this right or something, or you got to know this because you don't know this apparently. And I thought you did. So I don't know. It doesn't make it right or wrong or whatever, but like the more you see classes, the more you hear the repeating things that, are, and that's what I'm saying is like, you've probably heard some of the same stories a dozen or a thousand times now. And it starts to fall on deaf ears at a little bit throughout the course of time. But seeing it played back like that, you probably be like, Hmm, that seems really important now because it's the 50th time over 13 different lessons that that thing's been taught the same way. But it's not about butterfly guard or the truck or rubber guard or passing guard or side control or it's just that's how you do it. This is how it's done. That's how it all is done. Yep. And yeah. so it's, it's like I've seen I've seen that from you in the way that you talk about stuff and see things now too. Is like you're making that that next like progression from. You know, a little wild butterfly into where you're like, all right, we got to have a little structure, I guess. <laughs> like when you were trying to talk to me about plans last year. <laughs> yeah. This is basically what happened to you. Basically. <laughs> yeah. That's like, so plans, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you can't just dive in without any inclination of what you're about to do. You can, but you may, you may end up not doing you well. You might end you up sub, uh, upside down sticking your leg where you shouldn't. And somebody's sitting on your face. That you don't want. It happens. It happens. That's what you're into, man. You can do whatever you want. It's 2022. Um, it's June 2022. We're already like halfway through this year. It's been wild, man. Like it's been wild. We've been on the go just for years now. It seems like here since we started the school, just things going and going and going. But everything's growing. So like a lot of the problems are kind of good problems that we're having. We're dealing with problems of, of success more than problems of like not success. Uh, which is frustrating too, though. 
you yeah. know, I'm used yeah. to I'm used to dealing with things that are not going well and battling through hard times. But when and things, fighting that, uh-huh, yeah. being yeah. the underdog yeah. is easy, yeah. man. And I think that's thing a thing that kind of you just fight. Yeah, it's like you, what, you, what we got to do. What do you need, boss? All right, I'm on it. But now people are looking at me like, what do you need, man? And it's like everything <laughs> which does get, ends yeah, up getting you nothing exactly it's like specifically for me right now you know it's like yeah. okay you right now yeah these three things you next so it's just for me delegation is a hard thing like delegating priorities because i don't like telling people what to do but again we've talked about that it's not telling people what to do it's just giving sure, structure yeah it's just making sure things are are the way they are supposed to be because they're not going to make it up on their own the way that you need it yeah, and they don't even know that it, they may not even know that it needs to be done. Yeah, like realistically, like honestly, people don't even think about stuff. Sometimes it's never been brought to their attention. Yeah. The biggest thing is people who come to the gym and with the shoes issues on and off the mat. That's such a big issue because you never literally have to think about that in your entire life, hardly anywhere else. Very, very rarely ever, except for in a martial arts gym, do you have to take your shoes off? And even at wrestling, they wear shoes on the mat, so it's distract. It, it tricks people. They think that your shoes are on the mat are fine. So, you know, it's like your perception is. I've also been in some wrestling gyms that I've wanted to vomit. Oh, they're gross. Where they walked. They're gross. If you're a wrestler, you disgust me. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 that. That's, that's, with, with all due respect. <laughs> no, man, but that, that's what I'm saying. Is like, you know, working on making sure everything is clean. That's important. Working on everything cleaner than everybody else thinks it needs to be. You know, it's like, I think that's good. It's like, I don't think that's good. I think it's good. I don't think it's good. It needs to be super clean. Like, it's like, that's that's kind of been the hard part of my job is like when everybody thinks it's good enough right now, I have to keep telling them it's not good enough yet. Yeah. And that's frustrating to them sometimes. I feel like, because I know what it's like for me when somebody's telling me that I can try more stuff. Yeah. You know, so, but you can. You can try more stuff though. Unfortunately, that's the hard part about that is that accepting is like, Maybe I should try something else. <laughs> but I like it this way. But it's not working the way that it should. It does work some, but it doesn't work, you know. In business or whatever, like working at the the desk or whatever and stuff like that, the way that you talk to people is not the way that you talk to people. It can be, but you can't talk to everybody like they're your friend because nah. you don't have the rapport yet and you, you don't know what they're saying. And if it's so... That's, that's just... It's just a different thing. Talking is the same thing, right? It's like, no, you got to learn how to talk professionally and again articulate your words in a way that make you sound intelligent and not sound dumb you know if you don't take the time to to think about how you sound people are just going to assume what they assume and unfortunately the southern vernacular gets the connotation of ignorance a lot of times so Mm, for a lot of us down here we have to code switch when we're teaching or whatever if you care about that kind of stuff uh and not that i do so much but i do want to make sure that i'm not you know, using a bunch of double negatives and all kind of stuff like that from, you know, the, the really glaring errors intentionally I do stuff, but you know, that's what I'm saying. So like I had to learn that though. I had to learn how to be more articulate to say things to people like in a way that they would understand. What do you know? Do you know baseball? Let me think about a baseball reference. Do you know science stuff? Let me think about a science reference. What do you know? Physics or, you know, anatomy? Do you know psychology? Do you know, you know what I mean? I can approach jujitsu from a lot of those different angles now because it's been presented to me in those different in ways, those different yeah. angles by different teachers, and that's the cool part. And that's why you got to keep doing it. That's what I'm saying. That's the long part because you have it your way. You have the mathematician version mapped out. 
Right, you got that. But what if all of a sudden somebody breaks one of the number patterns or whatever? Yeah. What does it still hold up the same way then? Well, now you're emotional. Can you do math emotionally? Are you tied into it? You, you, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, well, now you feel tired. Can you do your math when you're tired? You know what I mean? So, like, all those things are important. And, like, you have to be tired and do the math sometimes to make sure that you can do the math while you're tired. You know, and the only way yep. to know is to know, right? So, either way, you looking at a question from anybody, comments, concerns? Zach Carey said, Wow. Wow to you too, sir. <laughs> I have no idea what that was in reference hey, to. I think it was probably about that glowing praise I gave to him about how good he is and everything he does and how much I love you. We're talking about Zach Carey here. Oh, you did say all that about Zach mm -hmm. Carey earlier. That's yeah. right. For some reason, I, that, I just separated the show into like last week and this week, and that was in last week's category in my brain. Mm, see? That's how we do it, y'all. We're out here. Time's not real. Social construct. See you next week, 10 a.m.-ish from somewhere in the world, the Dream Show Live. Much love, everybody. Isaac? We're out. That's it. Well, yeah, we're out. We're Are gone. we? No, yeah, we're gone. I'm still here. <laughs> Bye. You can bump it back down.